Hello and welcome to Just Bugs, an appreciation podcast for those oft-ousted creatures we humans call bugs, despite their official classifications. I'm your host, Savannah, and today I have my co-host, Matt, with me. Yep. 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 All right. Well, thanks for being here. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. Today, we are going to be covering a very cute arachnid. Oh. Mm -hmm. They are called crab spiders. Okay. What makes them cute? Because, like, I think that... Most people may not say that arachnids are cute. Do you think that they're generally cute? Okay, so you know how a jumping spider has its really big eyes and they're like super cute. Everything's okay, so yes, cute. those are pretty cute. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, but less cute. Ah, but more crab. <laughs> more crab. They're they're very like elegant usually. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see if I think they're cute. Fair enough. <laughs> This one is requested by Megan Carter from Pennsylvania. Thank you, Megan. We are going to talk about all the things that are cute about crab spiders, you know, and everything else about crab spiders. Yeah, I yeah. was hoping we get more than just like, you know, how that cute they cute. are and like <laughs> how good they look in bows and all that stuff. Bows? You know, with like bows on their heads. Or... <gasps> oh, I want to see a crab spider with a bow on its head so bad. Well, maybe with like a little pair of tweezers and a tiny, tiny bow and some super glue or something, you could totally have that. I wonder if the super glue would like damage them. Oh, they just like dissolve. Oh, (laughs) hate that. (laughs) Well, let's talk scientific classifications. They are from the family Tomisidae. You never prep this. (laughs) Never. You're just like, we got it. And then every time you're like, uh... (laughs) When I'm reading it, I just read it. Like it's it doesn't even it's not even hard at all when I'm just like looking at it. But then when I try to say it, I'm like, mm, I don't know. Well, one more go. All right, Demisidae. Perfect. Die. Demisidae. Yeah, just pick one and be confident with it, I guess. Tomisidae. Perfect. So they are flower crab spiders and ground crab spiders. There's 2,100 species or 170 genera and 150 species in the U.S. Yeah, so when you were researching this one, you were like, I have a problem. There are so many crab spiders, and they all look very different, mm-hmm. and they all are, are in different places. And Yeah, know. and the other thing is that one source that I found said that they're in multiple families, but what I think it might actually be the case is there's actually three other families that have things that people call crab spiders. In mm. them. So these are not to be mistaken with... Philodromidae, which have philodromidid and running crab spiders, which are different in appearance and location. And then there's Sapper. <laughs> Sapper. Nope. Spa. <laughs> Sparicidae, which are giant crab spiders. And C. Selenopidae. Selenopidae, which are wall crab spiders. Do you think I'm ever going to get any better at this? <laughs> I think uh, maybe some prep in front of a mirror would be good. Oh, like, I can't. That's embarrassing. Like, what was the last one you said? Selenopidae. So, so you, in a mirror, you'd just be like, Selenopidae. Selenopidae. <laughs> Selenopidae. And you just keep doing that until you get it really down. Who has time for that? Anyways, (laughs) these families are not true crab spiders to my knowledge. So we're just going to be talking about the Tomisidae group. Okay. I mean, sure. That's my favorite one. Yeah. It's got almost Thomas in the name. That's probably why I like it. (laughs) All right. Anyways, they are arachnids and spiders. They are crab spiders. This makes sense. Yes, it does. They're not crabs. 
No, I, I can't imagine so. Because right. they are not under the water. Correct. Although some, do some crabs not ever go in the water? They no. have to kind of sometimes, right? Yeah, they do. They live underwater and can go on land. Mm. Yeah. And can any spiders do that, I wonder? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Her eyes got so big. <laughs> I'm Nobody knows. Semi-aquatic arachnid. I'm, that's, I'll look it up after the episode because it sounds like fun. Please do. So yes, let's talk about what they look like. I've already established that they're cute. <laughs> the females are quite a bit bigger than the males. They range from a quarter to three-eighths of an inch, which is 6.35 to 9.5 millimeters. And then the they're also, oh, I have other stats for them. I forgot. They're also 1.65 millimeters wide. This is specific for the swift crab spider, which is where I found these specific measurements for the next few things I'm going to talk about. And then they weigh 28.1 milligrams. That's Micro pretty small. Milligrams. Mm -hmm. Pretty small. Yeah, they're not that big, but they can get a lot bigger than the males, which are typically an eighth of an inch or three-ish millimeters. And then that's also for those swift crab spiders. And then they get 1.28 millimeters wide, so barely less wide than mm. the females, but longer the females are i see i <laughs> yes. don't know why that would be advantageous but very interesting i will talk about that oh good yeah way later though these uh measurements don't include their legs so that's something to consider it's just their abdomen ah, their body. i always forget that part. i know i'm like yeah. do you count the legs or do you count just the body but okay just, just the body just the body typically sometimes there will be measurements that include legs, but they always specify Only that. if it's like really cool how long it is or something. Right, right, yeah. So the largest crab spiders can fit like on a quarter. They're really still not very big, but still cute. You'll see. Check your quarters. Oh, check your quarters. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they typically hang out on quarters, <laughs> but maybe, I don't know. So you can see, as you can see, they are sexually dimorphic. Yeah, they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, with some species, that difference is not super dramatic. The females are about double the size of males, which to me sounds pretty dramatic. But when you hear this next one, not so much. Well, maybe it's just because it's a size thing and not like a very distinct appearance thing, which is way more uh, different. Right. Well, I mean, like they can also be sexually dimorphic in coloration. So, yeah. So they can look different for other reasons. But yes, an other species that size difference can be very dramatic. So like the females can be 60 times the size of a male. That's true for the Tamesis obustus. Nope, onustus. <laughs> that was a typo, not me. That's a pretty big difference. <laughs> I don't know why that would be advantageous either. Well, I'll talk about it. Oh, good. <laughs> but it's, yeah, actually right here, yeah. There are a few separate. Why couldn't I say separate? Uh, I thought you were trying to say separate. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I wonder what that means. Separate. Species separate. Specifically separate. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I meant it. Separate. <laughs> Hypotheses on why they are so much larger. The most acknowledged is the fecundity one, when that, that just means baby stuff. So natural selection favors females who are much larger so that they have the ability to produce more and healthier offspring. Males don't need to do this, so it's not advantageous for them to be larger. Hmm. That's a good that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that this is the most acknowledged theory. Like there's a lot of great theories, but someone's just like, yeah, but we're gonna pay attention to that one. <laughs> not like it's the best one. <laughs> so it's just the most like acknowledged. 
There's some guy running around with a paper theory and he's like, mine's good too. And no one's listening. <laughs> well, here's that, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's male dwarfism. So the small size allows the males to move around easier, helping them to find more mates. So the small size is being selected for. And then females are much more stationary in nature, so they don't need to be small. See, the small ones, the males, they move more. Yeah. They can mate more. That's why. <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah, and with that theory, it also states that being large helps the females catch larger prey so they can produce more young, which kind of that makes still sense. goes back to the fecundity thing. But yeah, that's the other theory. And then the last theory is chance. Could be totally random and not selective at all. Oh, that's my favorite. That cause just because it's so lazy. It's like, why are they different? No, just because it's random. Yeah, I mean, because sometimes things are different. That's yeah, why. That's what that's how that's <laughs> like parents trying to explain anything to their children. Yeah. Like, why is the sky blue? It's because you're tired. You know, just like <laughs> that was always the answer when I asked my parents. Really? That. Because you're tired? <laughs> wow. They just because they wanted me to go to sleep. That makes sense. Instead of asking them questions. Uh, all night long. It's because you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sexually, oh, well, we already talked about that. They can also be different in coloration. Yeah, do we have like a general description of the appearance? Color? Well, yeah, so well, I'm, I'm, there's okay. much more. I didn't know. Much more to be talked about. So color, the color varies based on the environment which they live in, which makes sense because of the way that they eat, which I'll talk to about. So crab spiders live in flowers sometimes and those ones are very brightly colored they can be bright green pink white yellow that sort of thing oh cool mm -hmm. and there are also crab spiders that live in the ground and those one not in the ground on the ground those ones are more dull and blend into their environment so they're like browns and grays with whites gray tan and rusty markings okay i'm getting that they'd like to blend into their environment very much so yes that's their whole stick Ooh. Mm -hmm. so coloration is usually to hide the spider from its prey as you just as, alluded yeah. to yeah makes total sense yes so how many eyes do they have 47 oh, oh my that's quite a few i would i don't think i'd call them cute if they had 47 <laughs> eyes just saying it's a little a little bit scary um but no they have eight that's still a lot um, Quite a bit. Yeah, all crab spiders have eight eyes, and then the eyes are arranged in, you know, kind of the front of their face. Yeah, like that guy from Star Trek, where he's got like the line of thing around his eyes. Yeah, the weird sunglasses. Sort of, but then they also have some that are like on the top, and basically, like there's there's eyes on the edge that are raised up further, so they have a better view. And then all their eyes are ocelli or simple eyes, one lens. You know, we talk about having extra eyes quite a bit on this show, mm -hmm. and I still cannot wrap my head around it as a two-eyed being, what that must be like. Oh, I don't know. Do you think it's just like seeing like we see? Because it's not like we see two images and think about that, you know? Yeah. Do you think it's like this, like we see the same, but we can just see like all around right. our head without moving? I think that's what's up. That would be crazy, though. Yeah. That'd be really cool. You've got my head all wrapped yeah. around that now. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. We talk bugs? about eyes so much. I no, always wonder. Fair. You don't need to be sorry. It's so interesting. Now I wish that was a thing. Oh, well. So <laughs> <laughs> they have eight legs because they're arachnids. Wait, do you think a pirate that had all bunch of eyes has a bunch of eye patches? Only if his eyes don't work. Oh, but like, man. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Why do pirates always have one eye missing? Like what happened? And a leg, like every pirate just got in the same accident. Well, I've heard that if you keep one eye covered, which they would often do, 
they could it would be already night adapted. So when they went below the ship, they could cha- move the eye patch over and they could see under the ship, and then they could move it back when they go back above onto the top of the ship. Is this a real thing though? I've heard this. That's amazing. What about depth perception though? Aren't they supposed to steer a ship? Well, I mean, and the leg and people the can drive with one eye. I always just assumed that the parrot like plucked their eye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just... The parrot's just like sitting on their shoulder, just like looking at that juicy looking eye grape. Got and it's real like, hungry. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> They're at sea. It makes sense. Anyway, enough about pirates. <laughs> um, arachnids have eight legs. This we know. So do crab spiders because they're arachnids. Logic. So the front two logic logic. <laughs> the front two legs are larger, longer, and stronger. Good for them. Yeah. And then the last pair are smaller. The smallest. Smaller, of... weaker, and shorter. Yes, exactly. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and they're covered in hard spines, which is <laughs> not as relevant. Ooh, but... for digging, maybe. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's more sensing the environment. Ah, yes. That's usually the case. The sensing spikes. Right. So, what are their anatomical defenses? Mouths and and fasts. Hmm. One of those is accurate. It's a guess. Mouths is <laughs> mouths. <laughs> mouths is accurate. And going the fast. <laughs> going the fast is less so accurate. <laughs> um, they actually use their camouflage to hide from predators as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just did that one. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. But the mouths is also true. They can bite, although they're not very apt to do so. And if the predator is too large, it's um not going to work out. Their their fangs are very short and their venom is very weak. Yeah, a lot of the bug world is picking the right size prey. Exactly. Such such insight you have. <laughs> so we talked about fast not really their thing, but they do have some cool little things about them. Not only do they look like short, stubby crabs, they also move like them. Ooh, they so walk sideways? They do. They can hold their two front, or they do hold their two front legs kind of in front of them like crab claws. And then they move or scuttle, if you will, sideways and backwards. I love that. Isn't that the best? I told you they're cute. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So where are they found? Where do you think they're found? I'm going to say lots of places, but because there's so many species. You are right. I'm going to say are found pretty much everywhere. Yeah, you're right. Probably not mm, the sun. Antarctica. Oh, definitely not the sun. I don't think anything <laughs> lives there. <laughs> what if it was only crab spiders? <laughs> Just the whole sun is <laughs> crab like spiders. like drifting through the flames and tumbling sideways. around. Si- sideways, <laughs> yeah. No, but they are found worldwide, as you guessed. Good guesser. Which world? This one. <laughs> Earth. So, yeah, they're found in many different climates and environments. They found in leaf litter, flowers, in the soil, or on the soil, under bark, in rocks, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So pretty much anywhere you can hide and that there's enough food. The only places that they're not able to live are the coldest colds and the driest desert climates. Yeah, that makes sense. It sure does. <laughs> most things don't like those things. I also don't like those things. So yeah, you're sense. part of most things. Oh, thanks. <laughs> is that a compliment i, I don't know, know. <laughs> i took it as one i'd rather be part of most things than not part of most ah things. you want to be a fitter inner sometimes <laughs> <laughs> actually typically no but <laughs> but in this case yes i guess okay moving on food what do you think they eat 
Tiny other bugs. That is an accurate guess. You're such a good guesser today. Mm, I have a picture of something eating a tiny other bug in, oh, right. in front of me. <laughs> oh, right. So crab spiders don't spin webs, and but they do have spinnerets, but they use them for drop lines to get around easier. And the males actually use them for helping themselves out with the females, which I'll get to in a bit. But instead, crab spiders are ambush predators primarily, which makes sense with their camouflage. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Although some species do wander around for food, but typically with crab spiders, they're ambush predators. Yeah, mm -hmm. that tracks. So they lay in wait until a prey item comes along and gets close enough. Once they're in position, they use their powerful front legs to grab the bug that they intend to eat. And they hold them in place and they bite the prey on the back of the neck and inject their venom. This spot leads to like the quickest paralysis, so it's very advantageous for them to do so. And then they eat them like spiders do. Is that like the whole like liquefy the insides and get a straw and have a smoothie kind of thing? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I don't know for certain because this is one of those ones that I had a hard time researching, but that's how most spiders eat, so I think Signs so. point to maybe. Signs point to probably? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, their favorite food items include moths, butterflies, bees, and wasps. Although they do eat pretty much anything. So they're opportunistic feeders, so they'll eat anything they can, including other spiders and small crab spiders. Yeah, they like crunchy things, it sounds like. They like bugs. Yeah. <laughs> so predators, what do you think eats them? You're usually really good at this. Oh, um, other crab spiders. Uh-huh. Uh, birds. Yep. The uh, birds is your favorite Lizards. <laughs> yeah. Love lizards. Um, hmm. Marmosets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I think a marmoset. Small Wait, mammals. Do marmosets eat bugs? I don't know. I'll look it up later. This <laughs> is not a marmoset podcast. Shrews. Shrews was your random one. Okay. Yeah. Also wasps and ants. Ditto bird. Those don't exist anymore, do they? No. Dodo bird? Dodo bird. That's Ah, uh, I was thinking, the, the, I heard what you said and I thought, that's accurate. And then I was like, wait a second, that's a Pokemon. Oh, uh, oops. <laughs> okay. So, time for... Oh, wait, what was the real answer? Wait, shrews. Shrews are the only thing that eat them? No, all those things. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got it. All right. Almost all of them were correct, except Sweet. for marmosets, which might still be true. I'm not I don't sure. I know what that is. <laughs> a marmoset? <laughs> I can't remember. It's like a tiny little primate. Like a uh, tiny monkey. Oh, yes. I do. Know this. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> reproduction. Adults mature late in the summer or early in the fall, and then they mate soon after. Male numbers are actually much lower in crab spider populations than the females. It's likely due to their small size that makes them tasty treats for ladies and other predators. Mm. Makes sense. Uh, once the male chooses its mate, so the male is the chooser, a lot of their mating is kind of a mystery still. What we do know is that he will weave strands of silk around her legs to prevent her from consuming him before he's able to mate with her. Oh, like in the Star Wars movie where they where they tie down the giant walking robots. Oh, yes. I was like, what? <laughs> You're like, where's he going? The panic <laughs> on her face was like, oh, no, we're never going to make it back from where he's taking us. <laughs> That's how I felt. I wasn't sure what you were talking about because it's been a while <laughs> since I've seen Star Wars. I also have that thing where I watch something and then it, it leaves my brain forever. Yeah. 
So I was like, That's oh true. no, is there a very inappropriate scene in Star Wars that I'm not familiar with? There's a few nearly inappropriate ones. Right. I do remember most of those. <laughs> At least one of them. So yes, he will wrap him, wrap her up so she doesn't eat him. Makes sense. I wouldn't want him to eat me either. Her, her to eat me either. <laughs> Anyways, after the mating is complete, because that's all we know about the mating, the male will attempt to get a clean getaway, um, but sometimes he's eaten. He tries to bounce, but he's yeah, like, sometimes yeah. he gets get, get, get gets caught. <laughs> so once the female is ready to lay her eggs, she creates a flat egg sack. Each egg sac contains around 100 eggs, and the eggs are yellow and around 0.75 millimeters in diameter, which is true for at least some crab spiders, because that's how research works sometimes. <laughs> but it's for sure true sometimes. The egg sacs are then placed on nearby plant stems or sticks or twigs or under rocks and cracks, etc., anywhere that they're safe. And then the crab spider moms are actually really good moms, so they hang out around their egg sacs, guarding them until they pass away. Well, that's nice. Yeah, a lot of times it's like drop and abandon kind of thing. But yeah. If you stick around, it probably increases the survival rate. Exactly. That is completely correct. So that's why they do that. They're very good mommies. And once they pass away and the eggs kind of develop a little bit further, in spring, the hatchlings emerge from the egg sacs after overwintering. So inside that egg sac, before they come out, there's just a bunch of baby spiders in there. Well, yeah, we talked about that the last spider episode, I think, where it's like, that's why people were always like cutting open the oh yeah the egg sacs by accident and, and like spiders, spiders everywhere. Just going everywhere. And sorry, sorry for, you're afraid yeah, of I was gonna say, Sorry for the terrible image. Uh, but uh, I get, yeah. I like them, so it doesn't bother me. But if that's not your thing, super They're sorry. chilling in there. They're snuggling. They are, yeah. They're not like eating each other yet. I know, that's what's said. They're yeah, snuggling. Snuggling. That's cute. See? Cute. I fixed it. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, the hatchlings look like tiny whitish colored adults. Their cephalothorax is white or see-through, and their legs are white, and their abdomen is like a pale yellow color. Their body lacks the markings and the hairs that the adults have until they molt, at which time they turn like yellow. Yeah, that's pretty typical. They're, they look like tiny versions of the adults, and then mm. they're just missing like the defining details. Yeah, and then once they get to their adult phase they've got all that stuff too. Mm. Mm -hmm. they feed throughout the summer and continue to molt as they go and then by late summer they're adults again and then it all kind of starts over so it's like a once a year kind of thing i think so so their life length some sources stated it's just a few months i think that's more like from hatching to adulthood because once they're adults they kind of like lay all their eggs and then they die so yeah i think it's it's closer to that another source i said it could be up to two years but that source did admit that they're not certain so we're gonna go with a couple of months a few months or somewhere within a year and you said the adults like hang out with the eggs until they hatch mm -hmm. well they hang out with the eggs until the adult dies so the mom will lay her eggs she'll hang out but she dies before the hatch oh okay so she just like posts up and just waits until she passes and turns into dust and flows away into the wind mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> I bet the baby's eater. That's not important. Though. <laughs> so they do live pretty solitary lives, as you can imagine, as they do cannibalize one another. I did see a photo of two females on the same flower, but the photographer mentioned that they separated by the next shot. So it's not super advantageous for two spiders to be on the same spider or same flower. 
because it's harder for both spiders to catch any prey if they're on the same hunt. Yeah, because they're not sharing their food, so it's better to have their own like hunting ground. Exactly. And eventually, if they were to stay in the same spot, one of the spiders would eat yeah. the Hey, yo, get off my flower. Exactly. So they are fairly common. Um, I've seen a lot of crab spiders in my time. Have you seen any? I have seen some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very cute, as I mentioned. Continuing the cuteness. <laughs> Yeah, you had to you jog my memory a little bit because I always get confused between the jumping ones and the crabby mm. ones and that, you know, so I couldn't t- remember what I could remember or couldn't. Fair enough. <laughs> I jogged your memory. Uh, are they dangerous? I can't imagine so. They're so small. You're right. They are not. They're not harmful to humans or pets. They're very capable of taking down prey that is a lot larger than them, but that's very much by comparison. So their venom is not actually strong enough to do any harm to humans. And even if it were strong enough, their their fangs are too small to break our skin. Oh. That's not so sweet. They're cute. It's like, yeah, it's like trying to bite like a, a rock wall or something for us. It just would be pretty difficult. <laughs> yeah, you could try. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That said, there are the giant crab spiders do bite and they can be quite painful, but I'm not sure that giant crab spiders are actually real crab spiders. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think they're just from a different family. Sounds cool, though. Mm-hmm. There is a very dangerous spider called Sicarius that sometimes is called a crab spider or a six eyed crab spider. This arachnid is highly venomous and it's re- actually really closely related to the brown recluse. But thankfully, they rarely bite, and they aren't actually crab spiders. Oh, there you go. It's just another dangerous another spider that looks kind of like these. I think that people just, like, if it looks like a crab, they're like, crab spider, boom, done. Yeah, we've run into this yeah, yeah with a few other things where we commonly misnaming a lot of insects. Like the velvet ant, like we covered last week. Yeah, because yeah. it does look like an ant, so. Yeah. You know. yeah, but it isn't. Oh, well. At least those are all spiders. True. (laughs) Not that far off. Right. Yeah. So what do they do for their environment? How do you think they help their environment? Mm, Well, they're on flowers, but they don't seem like pollinators. I'd say they get rid of like, you know, bugs that are hurting plants. Like they're, um, eat, they're, yeah. they're good uh, exterminators. They are very good exterminators. Yeah, that, they help control the populations of the prey species. So they're like a non-toxic pest control. That's great. I like that. Yeah, they also provide food to their predators. Uh, I just imagine them with a tiny tool belt. Oh, bows and a tool belt. <laughs> well, that's oh. not in the same time because <laughs> they're working hard. They're just so cute. You always put this image of like bugs with humanoid stuff on them and I just can't. It's too cute. I'm sorry. I need it. <laughs> All right. Somebody Photoshop that for me. <laughs> But yeah, they also provide food for their predators, you know, both in their adult and egg form, which so it's all about balance, circle of life. You Indeed know? it is. Yeah. Time for cool stuff. Hit me with it. All right. I only have a few cool stuffs today, and they all are about the great lengths that crab spiders go for a meal. Some species, I have two here written. Let's see how I do. I didn't practice these at all. It's M. vitia and T. septibilis. Wow. All you have to do is focus. (laughs) Yes. Both of those those species change color to match the flower that they inhabit. We talked about the fact that they will camouflage on their flowers, but they didn't say they can change colors. That is true. You didn't mention that. That's because it's only these two species. But it takes a couple of days for them to do it, but it's still pretty impressive. Do you think that it's like, I, I ask this question sometimes, but it's like, 
do you think they're like and they're like trying <laughs> to change color like how do how do you do that you know does I don't it know. require like conscious like focus and thought and force or is it just like something that happens when you're close to something long enough i think it's like a biological response so like you're just chilling next to something pink and a couple of days later, you're like, whoa, I'm pink. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> like it, to assume that it's conscious would assume that they have consciousness, which we've talked about on our. It's not, bug not eating proven episode. or disproven as much. Right. It's like debated. It's debated. It's debated. So it's possible that they're like pink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, so that is something that they can do. And the effects are reversible, so they can go back to their normal coloration as well. Uh, unpink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, very few arachnids are capable of this, so it's pretty special. That is pretty cool. I, I've not heard of any spiders doing that. Mm -mm, me neither, till today. Some species don't actually hide. So they're ambush predators. You would think they're going to hide all the time, right? Some don't. Well, is being or is looking like something you're next to hiding or is that just chilling? It's somewhere in between. <laughs> it's somewhere in between. For some species of crab spiders, though, they just kind of curl up in the open because they look like bird poo, and so they're inconspicuous. These, bird poo, huh? Yeah. There's actually a whole group of spiders called bird-dropping spiders that these are not, Ooh, but they use the same tactic. I like that. I want to learn about those. I will cover them. I'll so, put it in the thing as Matt's request. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Bird-dropping spiders. You got it. One species of crab spider mimics a very specific ant species that's the cephalo nope cephalids 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 yeah cephalid ants that's what it is so <laughs> these ants are actually the main prey species for these specific crab spiders so they pretend to be them so they can bring them in close and snatch them up that's a good idea indeed i like that yeah they're very you know great at catching their prey that's their whole thing yeah, I would like to see that happen. That sounds like it'd be cool to watch. Catching prey? Yes. Well, I actually got to see that, actually. So we're done with our episode. I'm going to talk about our shout out. It's me. Who? Me, Savannah. Oh, you. Me, Savannah. I took the picture that I'm going to be posting on the Instagram. Oh, did you take this picture in the desert where I was as well there? Yeah. So, yeah, you can tell them all about our our, our photography adventure. You got a new camera. We went mm -hmm. to the desert. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a camera or have any idea how to use them. So while you were taking pictures, I looked for bugs. Yeah, and you've got like 20-20 vision. So my vision's not that great. And I'm also kind of spacey. So it's great that I had your eyes on my camera. So thank you for that. Yeah, by the time you were done taking one picture, I had found like three other things to take pictures of. And they one were all them, bugs. And one of them being the, this thing. A crab spider. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and this particular crab spider was eating a tiny fly. Indeed, that was super cool because it's so small when I was looking at it that I definitely could not see that with my naked eye. And then mm. after you took a picture, you're like, look, it's got a bug in its mouth. Yeah, it was really cool because the so bug stoked. was camouflaged and the spider was camouflaged. Also, this spider was like, oh, as soon as I saw it, he was like crawling, just kind of walking about. And then I like got my camera on him and he was like, oh, gosh. And he like <laughs> got all tight and was like trying to hide. He's like, I'm poop, I'm poop, I'm poop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, I'm not here. I'm not here. But he was still trying to eat his food. He like wouldn't let go of it. But he was like, I am just rocks. He looks pretty ridiculous, too. He's got like tiny little hairs on his face, but there's like so few <laughs> that it's just funny looking. Like you said, they're probably just for sensing like, you know, I don't know movement and, and wind or whatever. And then yeah, his eyes are all different sizes and in different spots. It's a cute. He's still cute, though. 
Yeah, he's great. This is one of the ground dwelling, um, deserty type species. Indeed. Because we live in the desert. We do. So yeah, he looked like a little pebble, and then I was like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Very cool. Yeah, so that's it. That's that's our episode for this week. That's crab spiders. Oh, uh, I hope you enjoyed. I had fun. I did too. I was kind of like all over the place, but we we got there. We got there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you want to do the whole thing where we say the things and stuff? So, <laughs> if you'd like to support this podcast, we have a Patreon where we have early episodes when they're done early, uh, amongst <laughs> other things. Sorry. <laughs> and it's just bugs on Patreon. If you would like to request a bug, you can do so by sending us an email at justbugspodcast at gmail.com. And you can also include stories about bugs or questions about bugs or and pictures pictures uh facts that we may have uh not known in the moment or something like that anything whatever we just like talking about bugs uh also if you could leave a review on your podcast platform of choice that is always exciting i love reading them and uh it you know i think it helps people find our show which i feel like is good i agree we're trying to spread (laughs) spread the love of bugs right that's the whole thing it is and uh yeah we have instagram Mm -hmm. just bugs on instagram yeah go check out that crab spider i took a picture of yeah, that'll be up shortly. And then uh, amongst other pictures that we've got from people on the internet. Yeah, we like to, just in case you're new to this, we like to ask macro photographers and other bug-related photographer photographers for their photos. And they will give us permissions. We post them to our Instagram. So go check out those. You can see lots of really great photographers. And uh, spread, the, spread the wealth, the love. Doing good work. I think that's it. I think so. Hey, thanks so much for listening, guys. And as always, don't squish bugs. Don't squish bugs. Bye. Bye.